All right, what's up, guys? Here's a question I have for everybody that's listening and watching tonight's program. Could it be possible that Elon Musk has some type of knowledge or understanding of Bible prophecy? That is what we're going to be discussing in tonight's program. Let's get after it. What's up, everybody? It is Monday, the 17th of April, 2023. We want to welcome all of our viewing audience, those that are watching, those that are listening. Um, if you're new to the broadcast, this is your first time, someone invited you in here, whatever the case may be, let us know if you're able to in the comment section below that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. Again, I am your host, Ricky Scaparo, and this is End Time Headlines, news and headlines from a prophetic perspective. So again, if you're joining us tonight, the title of this probably caught your attention. And, and I asked the question, does Elon Musk have understanding of Bible prophecy? And I asked this uh, because of some of these things that Elon Musk has said that he has warned about and that has come up in topics of discussion. For example, there was a recent article that came up, and this was from foxnews.com. Uh, that's what you're looking at here on your screen. If you're watching a visual of this, I'll read this for you guys that are listening by Apple or by Spotify. Elon Musk says, and I would say he warns more. He, do, he doesn't so much say as much as he warns. Elon Musk is warning that a, quote, single world government, um, we would call this a new world order, could lead to the end of civilization uh, at a world government summit. Let me say that one more time. Elon Musk recently at a world government summit warned of the consequences of a single world government. We would use the acronym of it NWO that could potentially lead to the end of civilization as we know it. I want to read on um, a little bit on this article. Why is he warning this? According to the report, billionaire Elon Musk on Wednesday gave a brief, gave brief remarks at the World Government Summit warning attendees to avoid excessive cooperation because it could pose an existential threat. The 2023 World Government Summit commenced uh, recently, this past uh, this past Monday in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. So this was not uh, today. This was a week ago. It was there that Musk delivered his speech remotely via video call. Um, and I want to read what he says here. Quote, I know this is called the World Government Summit, but I think we should be a little bit concerned about actually becoming too much of a single world government. If I may say, we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, frankly, this might sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Now, he goes on and says some stuff that I want to discuss in detail in just a moment, but we want to, I want to stop right here 
And I want to talk about, because for the last, all last week, I want to encourage you, if you did not listen to any of last week's podcasts or watched any of these, and again, these are on Rumble, they're on YouTube, they're on our main website, they're on our app. If you don't have our app, we'll give you, if stick stick with us here at the end of this broadcast, we'll give you information on how you can download our app. It's all going to be there. I want you to go back and listen to that. We've did a whole segment on why I believe that we are seeing the end we are nearly at the finish line of the american empire as we know it all the signs are there so today i want to continue a little bit on that thread we're going to use this warning from elon musk we're going to tie it in with what he said at this summit um, but and we're going to go back to that but before we do that did you know that any collapse of empires in history can be attributed to several factors that they all have in common. Uh, this has been documented by historians and scholars throughout history, and they've identified several common denominator factors that all contribute to the decline and fall and complete collapse of empires. I want to read five common attributes that all empires that have risen and expired in history there is five common factors that we're seeing in all these empires that i believe america is seeing in our lifetime ready number one was the economic decline economic decline which would include financial instability tell me if this sounds familiar to you inflation and rising debt. All of these weakened empires of history and prevented them to and uh, prevented them to have the ability to maintain their power and infrastructure thus they collapsed economically speaking. Now again, in case you've been hiding in a cave somewhere, your head's been buried in the sand, all of the, what I just named to you, financial instability, inflation, rising debt, all of this stuff is right now at our doorstep on a unprecedented level. All corporations are warning about this. CEOs are warning about this. Economists are warning about this, saying that the things that they've warned about are no longer way out there in the future, but they're right here at our doorstep that we are potentially being set up for another great depression like in times past. We were able to pull out of that one, but many economists say that things are completely different this time. And if we were to ever get into that level, that this could literally spell the end of the American empire as we know it. All right, so number one, economic decline. You could see it through all major empires of history. Number two, listen to this internal political instability hmm political instability which would include corruption internal fighting and weak leadership all led to a loss of trust and legitimacy among the ruling class and wider population now that doesn't sound like america today does it I mean, do we have political instability, corruption, internal fighting, 
weak leadership and the loss of trust and legitimacy among our own government. Number three, military weakness, which would include a lack of preparedness, overextension, and and internal conflicts, leading an empire to be vulnerable to external threats and conquest. Now, in case, again, I know that this doesn't apply to you guys that are outside of America, but you guys that live here in the States, in the United States of America, look at the state of our military right now. It's no secret that we are no longer the leading superpower of the world. That could mean economically, and some would even argue militarily speaking. We are no longer um, to recruit people into the military. Um, It's a joke now. We are laughed at and scorned at by militaries outside of the United States by foreign nations such as Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, and the list goes on. You've got troops on the front lines that don't know what gender they are. They don't know their uh, they don't know their head from their rear ends. They are vulnerable, weak, and easily offended. But yet this is this is going to be our firing lines leading us in our defenses against foreign enemies. Really? So number one, economic decline. Number two, internal political instability. Number three, military weakness. Number four, ready for this? Environmental factors. Now, of course, we could go into climate change because, you know, that's what everybody's talking about. But let me talk about natural disasters and depletion of resources. Did you know that empires in times past, many of these collapsed because of continual disasters and the depletion of natural resources? Wow. And it's no secret that America has been hit with disaster after disaster after disasters, whether it be on the West Coast, it would be continual forest fires, earthquakes, mudslides then you could go into the nation's midsection and we could talk about tornadic uh destruction we could talk about uh just these disasters hurricanes typhoons cyclones flooding historic flooding crop which leads to crop failures crop destruction economic uh uh strain and food production strains again Natural disasters leading to resource depletion, which leads to famine, which leads to food shortages, which leads to instability and civil unrest. Again, all these are factors in historical empires of the past, and we're seeing it again unfolding in America. And then number five, oh, this is a big one, cultural and societal factors. Now, I'm going to when I get back to the article or the warning from Elon Musk, I'm going to pull some stuff out of an empire that I have always compared America to. And we're going to go into a lot more detail, especially on the military weakness, the economic decline and the cultural and social factors. But let me get back to this. Cultural and social factors would include the likes of demographic shifts, societal 
inequality and declining values and morals that eventually weakened the empire's social cohesion and led to a loss of faith and in its institu- institutions and leadership. In other words, the people lost complete faith. There was no more hope. And the, one of the problems with that is, watch this, is people put more their hope and faith in not God himself, but in the institutions, in the governments, and in the corrupt leaderships that always failed them. Oh, now that doesn't, again, that could never happen to America, right? I mean, we don't, now, oh, come on, somebody. Let me talk about the church for a second. This was the problem with the last election. We had a whole lot of folks in the church that was putting a whole lot more faith and stock in a politician than they were in God himself. And because the politician didn't come through and their candidate didn't come through, a lot of people are now have lost hope and faith, not in politics per se, not in the system of the government, but some of these people have now, because there were so many so-called prophets that failed them, now the people have cast off restraint, and many of these people have now lost faith in God himself and the church. And this is why the enemy thrives, and he loves propagating false prophets and apostles. Because it hook, hooks, lines, sinkers people in. And when those prophecies fail, be, instead of people understanding that these were false prophets and apostles to begin with, and know that they should have not been deceived, and know the word of God, instead, they will begin to lose faith in God and his word entirely. So again, Social and cultural declines, moral declines. There was no absolutes. There was no longer truths anymore. What was evil was now considered to be good. And what was good is now evil. And what is light is darkness and darkness is light. This was a common thread among uh, empires that collapsed in times past. Again, these if you when you when you culminate all these attributes, these common threads, all of these produce what we would call the perfect storm of events that it again contribute to the collapse of an empire, whatever whoever and whatever empire that would be. Now, I want to go back to the article. This warning that Musk made at this world government summit. Look at this, and again, I know you guys that are listening by Spotify or by podcast cannot see what we're looking at, so I'm going to read it to you, but for you guys that are watching the visual of this, I'm going to highlight a part of this article. Here's what it says, quote, Musk referenced the fall of Rome, which took place in the 5th century as an example of civilizational collapse. Now, it's interesting to me that of all the empires that he could have chose, he chose the Roman Empire. The article went on to say that he pointed to the simultaneous advancements in the arts and sciences among Islamic societies as an example of the benefits of separated civilizations that are capable of survival without the other. Um, 
Let me read on. Musk explained, quote, listen to this. While Rome was falling, Islam was rising. Let me say that again. While Rome was falling, Islam was rising. So you had a caliphate doing well while Rome was doing terribly. And that ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge and many scientific advance, advancements. Now, I want to tell you something. When I read this, I want to tell you what leaped out to me. And let me get to the Bible prophecy element of this. When, listen to me, when one empire falls, it prepares the rise of a new empire. Let me say that again. When one empire falls, a new empire will rise to power. So having said that, since Elon Musk referenced the Roman empire and being that I can, uh, in all the empires that have risen and fallen in modern history, I believe Rome is the one empire that is more like America than any other modern empire in history. So it is safe to say that we can learn something from the rise and fall of the Roman empire if we are doomed to repeat history. Now, having said that, I had to ask myself, what was the main contributing factors that led to the collapse of the Roman Empire and is America following in that footstep. Now, without being monotonous and being very repetitive and beating a dead horse, I will say that many of these are exactly what we just went over. But I'm going to give you a little bit more detail. And I want, I want to challenge you today, if, for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, let me ask you, uh, does this sound familiar? All right. So number one, this is Rome, right? This is what led to the Roman Empire. Political instability and corruption. We just went over that. We literally just went over that. The emperors often were assassinated or deposed by rival factions. This made it difficult to maintain stable governments and led to a lack of trust in the government. In other words, let me now thank God we're not seeing that happen. I to a degree like that, but we are seeing a no holds barred, evil, mudslinging, corrupted government doing everything it can do to eliminate political opponents, whether that's smear campaigns accusations, lies, false, false accusations, slanders, whatever the case may be. We're seeing this. This is exactly what's happening. Number two, again, does this sound familiar? Economic troubles. The Roman Empire, as the empire began to expand, it became increasingly difficult to sustain food production. This combined with heavy tax burdens led to economic troubles that contributed to social unrest and ultimately weakened the empire. Again, guys, same thing happening today 
to America. Now listen to this, number three, there was the Roman Empire had a military overstretch because they were continually engaged in continuous military campaigns to expand its territory. They had U.S. troops spread throughout the world. Hmm, why? Because they had to defend its borders. It had to suppress revolts. As a result of this, it placed a heavy tax burden upon the military, which became increasingly overtaxed and unable to effectively defend its empire. Wow. Then there was invasions. The, the Roman Empire experienced invasions that weakened their empire's military and political power. And these invasions were through what, again, this is in the fourth and fifth century, which was called barbarian tribes or these factions that rose up. And it was and this was all internally because Rome was never destroyed from an army without, but from within. They destroyed themselves from within. Are you listening to what this preacher saying today? And then. Uh, let me say this last one. Number five was internal. And that brings me to the last one. Internal divisions. There was religious and cultural divisions. Society was so divided culturally and religiously that it caught instead of unification, it collapsed because a house divided among itself cannot stand. This was all Rome and its collapse. But I want to take it a step further, being that our main targeted audience that are watching, that are listening to me, are born-again, spirit-filled Christians. You, my friends, need to pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. Many historians note that the final years of the Roman Empire, let me say it again, during the final years, as the clock was ticking for the Empire of Rome, to stand and it was about to collapse right at the latter days right before the empire of rome collapsed because of the excessive decline of morality and values watch this it gave birth to a decrease of safety a rise of promiscuity lavish and overindulgent parties and violence. Let me say that again. At the peak of the Roman Empire, right before its demise, right before its collapse, because there was such a decline of religious, cultural, and moral standards, there was no more standards. There was no absolute. There was no truth. There was no restrainer, if you would. It gave birth to a rise of decreasing safety. In other words, they didn't feel safe going anywhere in the cities of Rome. Even in places that were once considered to be safe, and out of the areas of high crimes, it, they were seeing murders there. They were seeing, uh, they were seeing rapes there. They were seeing looting there. It was, began to become widespread throughout Rome. Hmm. Promiscuity was at an all-time high. Lavish, overindulgent parties. The Bible calls it lasciviousness, immorality, rampant, and violence was at an all-time high. 
Come on. As it were in the days of Noah and Lot, so shall it be at the return of the Son of Man. Again, all history is cyclical. It's repetitive. It is patterned. It is there. It's written. It happens for our example. I talked about that with Israel, and now here you have the Roman Empire. Now listen to this, ready? During this time, the empire's larger cities were very unsafe because violent crimes were rampant in the streets. Roman historians recount that there were 32,000 prostitutes in Rome during the reign of Trajan. Emperors like Nero became infamous for wasting money on lavish parties where guests ate and drank until they became ill. Some believe that the most alarming trend during this time was the rise in Roman passion for cruelty. Gladiatorial combats, which brought together the rich, the poor, and often the emperor himself. Hello, how about the movie Gladiator? That's what this is based off. What they did for a sport and what they did for an entertainment, all based in history. That's not fiction. That is based on facts. This became the most popular form of entertainment. The audience would shout out cries and curses at the gladiators as they fought and multiple contests took place on the same stage uh, daily. Should the ground of the arena become so soaked with blood, it was covered with a fresh layer of sand and the revolting performances went on. These are just a few of many examples that historians often cite when arguing that the overall decline in Roman moral and values was one of the major reasons why Rome eventually fell. Let me say this one last point. I want to get back to what Elon Musk said. Christians, all right, do I got your attention now? Christians eventually became the main targets and were covered with the skins of beasts. They were torn by dogs and perished. How were they persecuted? They were torn by dogs. They were nailed to crosses. They were lit on fire and lit up the night skies of Rome by burning on crosses. Nero, who was this wicked leader, offered his own gardens for this spectacle. His own, Nero's own gardens were were set ablaze with the bodies of Christians on crosses set on fire. Now, you won't hear this much preached. I guarantee you, most churches ain't going to talk about this. But this is history. This is facts. And I'm here to tell you that that which was is that which shall be, and there's no new thing under the sun. If you think that this can never happen to America, guys, listen, where do you think, what do you think is going to happen when this book, and I'm talking, I'm pointing to the Bible for you guys that are listening by podcast, this book is going to become a symbol of hate and division. And if you live your life based on what this book says, then that will put a target on your back. And you will be hated by all men for my name's sake. John said in his day, John wrote to upcoming generations and he said the day would come when they will, they will say they're doing God's work by eliminating you. 
We saw this in a time of wicked leaders that rose up in the time of the Holocaust, where in which a, and I got to be careful what I say here, a, a group of individuals with their ideology were trying to eliminate entire ethnic groups in the name of God. And again, this was all types and shadows and a picture of what is coming in the future. In fact, history tells us that Nero burned, it got so out of hand that Nero burned Rome down himself and blamed it on the Apostle Paul because he wanted the target to be on Christians, not the Roman Empire, not the government. They didn't want, oh, come on, somebody. They wanted the eyes away from the government, away from leadership, away from the politicians, away from a political party. We want to put, we want a scapegoat. Who could this scapegoat be? Oh, yes, it can be the Christians because they're full of hate. They're full of bigotry. They're full of divisiveness because they don't agree with our social standing and where we are as a civilization. Are you hearing me? So you say, well, Brother Ricky, that is... That's informative. I'll give you that. But what does that got to do with Elon Musk and his warning at this summit? Listen, this is the same guy. Let me go back to the title of this. Is it possible that Elon Musk knows Bible prophecy? I don't know. I can't prove to you. I don't know the guy personally. And I can't say that he does or doesn't. But I think it's very ironic that this is the guy who is, he is spearheading. He is the forerunner of technology that is absolutely paving the way for the very things that this guy is warning about. That's the irony of all this. It's like either this guy, watch this, either this guy is completely oblivious that he is leading the charge of what could fulfill Bible prophecy or he knows exactly what he's doing and I believe, could it be possible that he's wrestling with his own conscience? That Now that's a, that's kind of giving the guy the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt. But then if we go the other hand of this, the nefarious route of this, it would be that this guy knows exactly what he's doing and he's being controlled and inspired by hell itself so that he can bring about the fulfillment of what we're reading about in the book of Revelation. Now you say, so let me get to this. So here we are, he's at a, uh, in a conference, this world government summit, he is doing a video, a tele video conference, excuse me, where in which, let me pull this up and you can see the picture of this. I'll give you a screenshot of this. You guys are watching a visual of this. Th here it is right here. This, uh, he is speaking to the United Arab Emirates minister of the cabinet affairs. And there he is. They pulled him up on the screen. Look at all these people here. He's speaking to them. And he, he again, let me, I want to remind you, he is warning of the dangers of a single world government that could lead to, and I quote, the end of civilization. And he compares this warning to the likes of the Roman Empire, which I gave you a brief 
10 to 15 minute summary of what led to the demise and decline and destruction of the Roman Empire and how they treated Christians. And he uses he uses them as an example in this summit as the dangers of a one world government. Now, when we say one world government, what brother Ricky, what what do you mean? A one world government. In summary, it refers to an idea of a unified global government that would ultimately have authority over all the nations and people of the earth. Some say that this is a hypothetical concept that proposes the creation of a single governing body to oversee all aspects of human activity, including, listen to me, political, economic, social, environmental issues. Oh, in case that sounded familiar to you, those were all the same factors that led to the collapse of empires when, when you saw those areas decline. So isn't it interesting that a one world government would oversee all of these same sectors? Very interesting to me. The proponents of a one world government say that such a, such a system would eliminate conflicts between nations. It would promote global unity. It would provide a more effective framework for addressing global issues such as poverty, climate change, and terrorism. Oh, that's interesting. This kind of sounds like the World Economic Forum, doesn't it? However, critics of these, of this system, such as Elon Musk stepping up saying, hey, 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 guys, maybe we need to pump the brakes on this. This is the same guy that's also saying this about artificial intelligence. Hey, guys, we may be going too far. We may to pump the brakes on this. So this same guy warning about the dangers of artificial intelligence, and now he's warning about the dangers of a one world government. By the way, both are seen in Revelation 13. Notice here again, the, the catalyst of why they feel the need to create this one world government again is for to promote global unity, to provide more effective framework for addressing global issues such as poverty and climate change and terrorism. But listen, the critics say that a one world government would be and would lead ultimately to author authoritarianism and suppress individual freedoms and would make it very difficult for the ability to achieve given diversity of cultures, values, and political systems around the world. But I've got news for you. According to this book, the Bible, according to the book of Revelation chapter 13 and the book of Daniel, by the way, Daniel and John both saw the same thing in the future, but from different perspectives. Daniel saw the rise of seven empires. John saw the eighth and final empire, the kingdom of the beast would rise up. He speaks of that in his writings and his letter called the book of Revelation. 
Both of these men saw these things. They saw a rise of a one world government. They saw a, a system that would be put in place that would, that would benefit and lead to uh, great things for those who uh, are on board with it, but it would lead to great persecution for those who oppose it. So isn't it interesting? Let's just stop and talk about this for a second. Isn't it interesting that Bible prophecy speaks of a one world government controlled by a one world leader where in which, listen, you can't have a one world government without a one world political system, which would mean a, there has to be some type of uh, currency involved or economic system. Oh, that's interesting because there just so happens to be a lot of chatter about this happening. Here's, here's an article for you. BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, nations, offer a, listen to this word, phrase, they're offering a new world order as an alternative to the West. Let me read a little bit of this. This acronym, BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, began as somewhat optimistic, began somewhat as an optimistic, optimistic, excuse me, term to describe what was the world's fastest growing economies at that time. But now the BRICS nations, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are setting themselves up as an alternative to existing international financial and political forums. The founding myth of the emerging economies has faded. This is according to the deputy director of the German Institute of International Security Affairs. The BRICS countries are experiencing their geopolitical moment. Again, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa are all trying to position themselves as representatives of the global South, providing, quote, an alternative model to the G7. This is a, quote, informal forum of heads of state of the world's most advanced economies founded in 1975. Again, the acronym BRIC, which initially stood for Brazil, Russia, India, and China, was coined by Jim O'Neill in 2001. When uh, when was he? When he, excuse me, was the chief economist of the multinational investment bank Goldman Sachs. So again, you, what I'm, what we're talking about here is we're seeing this chatter, this push for this new world order. Now, I know we've, there's movies based on this. There's uh, dystopian novels based on this. All this is out there. Even the world wrestling entertainment, the wrestling entertainment itself uh, created the New World Order, which was an acronym for these factions of these wrestlers. So this became huge. This is big. This is circulated. But I'm telling you, biblically speaking, this is all coming. So you, if you're going to have a, a, a one world government, you're going to have to have a government system. You're going to have to have an, a government economy of some sort, and you're going to have to have an, a man that's going to lead this. And consequently, all of this is mentioned in revelation 13 with the antichrist and the false prophet working together to create this very system that without or with the knowledge Elon Musk is warning about. And by the way, I will note, I will say this. I believe it's interesting. The book of Genesis chapter 11 gave us a 
foreshadow of this new world order. And I believe it was a precursor and it was premature. Satan tried to create this, but it was premature. The time was not yet and it did not succeed. God came in, wrecked the whole thing and it collapsed. But you go to go to Genesis 11, the construction of the Tower of Babel. There was a unified government, unified people. They came together. And the Bible says that God himself said that if we don't come down and break this thing up, nothing shall be impossible to those that set their mind and their heart to do this very thing that they're setting themselves out to do. And he said, well, Brother Ricky, I can't uh, wrap my head around. Uh, I can't wrap my head around that there would even remotely, that it would remotely be possible for some type of a cashless society to even come to fruition. Because too many people use cash, and I just don't see that happening. So the question I get asked all the time, and uh, and we talk about in inner circles, especially in Bible prophecy, is what could possibly be some factors that would lead to a cashless society? How could this be widely accepted? So I want to give you six ways that I personally see that this could come to fruition. Number one, and this is a big one, and I believe Elon Musk would agree with me on this one, the advancement in technology, the rise of digital payment systems, mobile banking apps are making it more increasingly easy and convenient to make electronic transactions. Technology is, is only going to continue to evolve and improve and it will appeal to the next generation and generation after that, depending on how long we've got with this, for cashless payments to become widespread. And by the way, Prophetically speaking, Daniel said, knowledge shall be increased. Number two is just the convenience factor. You've heard me talk about this. Younger generations are going to embrace convenience. And this is all tied to technology. Number three, I've heard people, listen, people say all the time, I don't like carrying cash, especially coins, because I lose it. It's inconvenient. I have to count it. It's not fast enough. Number three, here's one that we don't think about, is the cost savings. When you eliminate the cost of producing, storing, and transporting physical currency, again, this will become enticing to governments and business to, to embrace a cashless society. Here's one. How about the reduction of crime? The use of cashless payment methods can reduce the risk of theft and fraud associated with physical currency. How? Because you create a digital currency where in which the governments of the world or quote unquote government of the world can easily track every transaction that's made. Are you listening? There, did you know that here's another one? Number five, governments are introducing policies to encourage the adoption of cashless payments. For example, in some countries, businesses are required to accept electronic payments and cash, cash transactions above a certain limit are prohibited. I have actually been to places where they would not take cash payments. And they give incentives for businesses, hello, Amazon, Panera Bread and other corporations, even banking sectors to go through payments like using your palm 
and they will give incentives if you get away from those pesky cash transactions and use this convenient way and methods of using transactions. And then that leads me to number six, which is globalization. As the world becomes more interconnected and people travel and do business internationally, hello, the book of Daniel, and many shall run to and fro. The need for a common payment system will become more pressing. A cashless society could potentially facilitate international trade and transactions. So what Brother Ricky is trying to say today, let me close with this. I, again, I don't know if Elon Musk is willfully warning about these things or no, I should say knowingly uh, warning us as a generation about what is coming because he has knowledge of Bible prophecy somehow or B, it's just a coincidence or C, and again, this is the nefarious part of this, or he knows exactly what's up. He knows where this is hidden. He knows about it. He has understanding about it. And he is willfully embracing this and spearheading this and advancing forward. Because think about it, guys. Eventually, we've got to get to Revelation 13. And there's got to be an antichrist. There's got to be a false prophet. And there's got to be people in the earth that will facilitate and fund a system of buying, selling, and trading and an image of the beast that will be erected in Revelation 13 that will be worshipped by civilization. It's all there. So here's what I'm saying to you. This is what I want to leave you with. Luke 21, 28. Jesus said, when you begin to see all of these things coming to pass, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Guys, listen, I want you to hang on for a second because I want to give you some information on how to keep up with our ministry and how to partner with us. But before we do that, if you're listening to this, you're watching this today, you're away from God, you're backslid, you're not right with God, I want to give you the opportunity right where you're at. Will you let me pray for you? Come on, just put your hand on your heart if you're able to do this or lift your hand if you're driving or whatever the case would be. I want you to, I want you to agree with me right now in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual under the sound of my voice that's either watching or listening. If they're away from you, they don't know you. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would convict them right now where they're at. I pray that the Spirit of God would lead them to repentance, that they would open their mouth, they would repent of their sins, sins, confess their sins before you, God, before you, Jesus Christ, because there is no other name given under heaven unto men in which we must be saved, but the name of Jesus. That is the name that is above every name in heaven and earth and the sea and the dry land, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Friend, if that's you today, I pray that you confess your sins, you repent of your sins, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the remission 
confession of your sins and follow him with all of your heart today. And that will be the best decision you could ever make. And Lord, I just pray that today for those that are watching, listen today. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Listen, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. And again, if you've not downloaded our free app, please do it today. You can get it on Apple and Android, uh, uh, your Apple or Android store. Download it. Hit yes to push notifications. You're going to be notified of every headline and every podcast when it's readily available. It's going to be right there at your fingertips. So make sure you do that today. And as always, we want to give you an opportunity. If this ministry has been a source of blessing to you, encouragement to you, and you would like to partner with End Time Headlines, there is two easy ways you can do that. One is electronically through the app by going to the app, going to the bottom where it says donate. You can click there and give electronically, or you can just visit the main website, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. That's going to get you there. Or if you wish to give by check or money order, again, you can make that out to End Time Headlines right there on the screen at P.O. Box 1391. That's Monroe, Georgia. That's 30655. And listen, and having said that, I want to personally thank all of our partners of our ministry. Every one of you guys who give electronically, you give by checks or money orders, however you may give and support our ministry. Uh, a huge thank you from myself and all of us here at End Time Headlines because you're able, it's through your generous giving that we're able to continue to do what God is calling us to do on the forefront. On Because listen, we don't charge for messages. We don't charge podcasts. We don't do a subscription fee. We don't charge for the app. We don't charge anything not a dime is uh required from you we just ask if this ministry blesses you it encourages you it informs you it equips you on a week-to-week basis you just pray about becoming a monthly partner you pray about what god would have you to do and you give accordingly and as the lord leads you and god will bless you come on do you agree with that so again we thank you for coming on today on this april 17th again don't forget to hit that like button that share button the subscribe button the bell the push notifications get the word out share this like this listen we're on every social media the big social media outlets we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on youtube we're on rumble we're on uh telegram we're all over the place make sure you like and subscribe to us on one of those platforms if you're watching the visual this under the description of this video whether it's youtube whether it's rumble or whether it's by the main website under the description you can see all those links to follow us and even download the app go there. It's going to be the easiest way to get there. Uh, So until we see you guys tomorrow, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.com.